Good morning, folks. This is Tyler Fleming. You're listening to Fear Rock Gym and Coffee Shop. I hope you're doing well. I hope that wherever this finds you today, um, that you are having a beautiful day. I'm going to stay local. I'm going to stay local this morning. Um, Sorry, on my commute. And I hope that you find a way, however you choose to celebrate, to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day, which is what today is. Um, So I guess that makes it October 8th, 2018. Um, And today is Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, We call it that to (laughs) tell a different story than the one that uh, Columbus Day might lead us to believe that's a person who brought with him uh, genocide and (laughs) enslavement and all sorts of nasty shit uh, is a person to, to celebrate which is what the thought of Columbus Day kind of tells us uh, that we're going to celebrate something else, and that's something called Indigenous Peoples Day. And uh, given that, you know, um, I'm on my way to work, and I thought I'd chop it up with my Fear Rock folks. I think I messed up by staying in the local lane. We'll see. I think I'm going to get caught by some traffic here in a second. Hopefully not. Hopefully I can squeeze around it. Um, and as I was... Uh, preparing to get on the freeway here, um, I was thinking about exactly how I wanted to, to start today, um, to today's episode, and you know, I wanted to to share a bit of an update as far as what I've been reading, what I've been getting into, and but I think it's also important to 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 share where a little bit more about where I've been. And then where I think this thing is going. And I, I say that because while I was waiting to turn, because I don't want you all to have to listen to the blinker for five minutes, um, I was thinking about, well, I was listening to the Homie Bamboo is just the first track off an album, and which you all have heard a little bit of. And one of the lines is revisiting books I've already read with an older face. Um, it's important to revisit ideas having evolved, right? Uh, I now, anything I read, I can't read, I can't read it from any perspective other than my own, which is now a father, a husband, uh, a teacher, um, you know, that my perspective has changed since I would have read it maybe 10 years ago. So that's a pretty cool thing. Um, that's a, actually a really cool thing. And uh, sorry, I like the idea of having um, some sort of little practice, and I enjoy when recording these to also be enjoying. A little bit of this uh, waffle cookie. Dang, I'm glad I uh, got over. Nice. Um, waffle cookie and coffee to start the day as well. Um, so, 
Let me get into it. So recently, I've been reading this book by this old white guy called Richard Liu, who's actually pretty cool, and seems to be uh, ready to get into some stuff. I'm not sure yet, um, but he's talking about the where I, I stopped off this morning. Sorry, the book's called... What is the book called? The Last Child in the Wood Saving Kids from uh, Nature Deficit Disorder. And the, the, the most recent chapters uh, I've been reading have been about ADHD and the potential benefits of time spent in nature on young people with ADHD, which isn't surprising, right? There's also research that suggests, right, that cardiovascular movement um, or sorry aerobic based movement right uh, and that can be damn near anything can possibly impact the ability of a young person to focus um, but it seems right that this book is suggesting that if we spend more time and we allow our young folks to spend more time in unstructured play outdoors that there's there's this really dope possibility of uh, increased focus uh, uh, of more creativity of better problem solving skills of more of, of more social skills etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's interesting also because this is an older book so like I think the most I think this is the republished version was in 2008 which is 2008 my college roommate's dad had an iPhone and everybody thought it was a shit right like flip phones were still commonplace, all that sort of thing. And so how this has evolved is probably crazy, right? Instagram didn't exist till 2011, 2012. Um, Facebook was around 2007, 2008, but it was only through laptops, which you can't have on all the time. Phones have, and iPads and things like that have blown this uh, screen time thing through the roof. But uh, as well as like the access to news and things like that 24-7. And one of the things it's talking about is how fear has been built into uh, our society. And it was talking about, namely about the news and how like the news and a lot of media sources will just like amp up these situations where it's in, actual, in actuality like the, uh, a violent murder might be happening, you know, let's just say a random number, like one out of every 10,000 people or one out, whatever, right? It's a lot more rare of a thing, but they'll play the same deal over and over and over and over like SportsCenter, and um, it gives you this belief of particular things. And one thing I'm glad this guy Richard Louvre uh, talked about, and I'm not sure how deep he's going to go into this um, but he talked about how our media sets, is set up in such a way that it further perpetuates, or it perpetuates ideas, racist ideas, which connect violent crimes to particular uh, racial, ethnic backgrounds, and racial or ethnic backgrounds, and building in this paradigm, this story that particular groups of people are particularly violent and participate in particular crimes but we would be hard-pressed to see the dangerous things happening um, by uh, white folks right whether that be 
of all sorts of things, right? Whether it's violent crimes, um, drug trafficking, human trafficking, et cetera, et cetera, all sorts of crazy shit, which are legitimate things to, you know, be concerned about, especially as a parent. But he describes in his book the rise of how the area in which young folks are allowed to tr- to move on their own has shrunk to not even to the backyard or the front yard, but to the house and to the television screen and to like so that the area which uh, a, a person is allowed to move has decreased, right? And there's also this conversation about how organized sports um, are. <coughs> not necessarily the antidote to childhood obesity, right? That there are other ways that um, we could, I don't want to say combat that, but build skills that um, do not support childhood obesity that are not as organized, right? That allow for free play, that allow for exploration, that allow for creativity in ways that an organized sport can't necessarily. And in ways that expand our mind as, as opposed to isolate it on this one particular thing, which as a phys ed teacher, I've seen right, how some young folks will only, they'll only be football players, only be basketball players, only be whatever kind of player. And that not only limits their thinking and their view of themselves as a human, right? I'm just an athlete or whatever, but it also limits their ability to move and, and to solve problems. And, and um, I'm not saying that this is a uh, one-size-fits-all deal, but it's, it's definitely, to use the scholarly word, compelling. Right? It's definitely a compelling argument that... Um, more time out, outdoors would be an awesome thing. And I'm really curious to see how Mr. Louvre talks about um, race and socioeconomic class as relates to this. It seems as though he's telling the story in a way that he's just talking about the benefits of time outside and that, that they're in nature and that nature can be defined in multiple ways. And that He's, I believe, about to start to get into some of the different ways that we can create solutions around this. Um, And I think some of them are related to design. Some of them are related to more direct action, whether that's community community neighborhood groups or um, school gardens, learning gardens, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's been really cool. And it's the first time in a long time that I really dug into a, a, a book and allowed myself to go there, um, <laughs> not surprisingly, is um, it's happening at the same time that I am taking a break from social media myself. Uh, I haven't logged into Facebook in a long time, and so <laughs> stuff will just happen, and I'm completely unaware of it. Um, but then additionally, I logged out of my Instagrams last week and it feels pretty good. I've read maybe 50, 60 pages since then, um, which for me in a week is a pretty good deal. Um, and my level of stress has gone down. One other interesting thing that the book has talked about so far 
and um, is that Americans work a lot more than anybody else, right? And so while our kids' play space has decreased, our workspace has increased, right? It's moved from just the 40 hours that happen in the schoolhouse or in the office building or wherever to 40 hours there plus whatever happens at home. And all under the guise of success and efficiency and test scores and this, that, and the third and being better than these people and getting into this college and doing all these things correctly and blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, I think that this kind of perspective is limited one. Two, it leads our young folks to believe that, um, you know, if we do this, this, then this happens and that's it. And it, um, life doesn't happen that way. Um, I mean, maybe it can, but I don't think we're robots. I'm, I'm pretty sure that humans aren't robots. I'm pretty sure we're still um, animals that are have evolved, yes, but that are still animals with um, human needs and and some of those things like hugs or just like a handshake or holding hands or a meal shared with your family. These things, so time spent in the garden with your kids, um, they're profound and they're important and they have been forgotten in a lot of ways. And uh, what's cool about this is right now I'm a elementary physical education teacher. And prior to that, I've been a high school and a middle school physical education and health teacher. And prior to that, I was, uh, I worked in after school tutoring as well as after school programming where there were hands-on apprenticeships and I made comic books with kids and did some landscape architecture and, uh, and, and some math and reading and uh, you know worked with the school wellness team to um, more comprehensively or create a more comprehensive support system for young folks. Um, before that I was working in a community center and this was as well as working as a to support uh, transitioning university students um, transition into uh, a, a major university, Michigan State University, um, and, and and then in the community center working with uh, urban native youth from like four to fourteen, um, and doing health and indigenous knowledge work around with them. Um, and so, like, this is this is 10 or so years, right, in the, the process. And before that, I was helping with a Spanish <laughs> program in a school, um, in an elementary school. And it's, uh, it's fascinating how life unfolds, right, and how these elements that I spoke of a couple weeks ago um, still hold truth. Maybe that was the last thing I talked about. I can't recall. Um, still hold value and that um, that honestly they might form the base of whatever comes next uh, which this book <laughs> this book and this time in my life might prove to be the a, 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 a turning point uh, a fork in the road where I choose to 
more confidently step out into my own path and, and start walking it um, to, to better align myself with the things that really matter to me. And it's interesting that the more time I spend outside, right, whether that's in my garden, whether that's like, you know, just doing yard work, whether that's walking down a trail with my kids and like pointing at stuff and like, what's that? Um, smelling different things and all that stuff, um, the better I feel. Um, the fitness supports that That there's only so many pounds that I need to be able to lift to be able to um, do all the yard work and play with my kids and um, you know eventually like help build trails and design schools or whatever ends up happening but these things that are personal are also, they're personal, but they, they, they strike a chord of curiosity with me. And, excuse me, that is very much in line with my values. about to pull up for the school in a second um and when we're in alignment with ourselves when we can feel our soul healing then we're able to do more right we're able to be more useful and um (laughs) it's funny because i've had this book since november of 2014 Maybe it's 2015. One of the two. I've had it for a long time. Got it at the Nature Center in Kalamazoo, Michigan. With um, my now wife and super son. um, And my mom. And um, I picked it up. And I I knew that it was important. But I didn't. I never was able to. And I started it several times. But I wasn't ever to quite dig into it the way that I needed to and in this time in my life I have been able to just chug through it in a way that supports not only my uh, professional self or my personal self but also my familial self and that's really rad Um, it's really cool and um I'm very excited to um, see how it continues to evolve in my life. Whether that means that there's a, my wife and I start a, an outdoor, family outdoor club, whether that means that I just go on weekly hikes with my kids and like build a, build a really rad uh, garden at our house, whether that means... Um, that this is like at the root of my PhD, um, which I think is the next, one of the next professional steps that I'd like to take is working on a PhD and in an area that is of profound interest to me, something that I feel that I can um, not only be curious about, but also have courage with and stand up 
for what is right with um, something that doesn't compromise my values uh, that's how this feels right now and it feels really good and I feel like I'm building my own health through this uh, through this study and um, through fear rock so I if you're still listening I, I appreciate you and I'm thankful for you listening and for your support whether um, you know you're you're vocal or not about it um, I appreciate you and I invite you to continue to look for the things that really feed your soul um, to allow you to be the most useful version of yourself I hope you have a beautiful day. Peace.